Hey, what is up, jabronis? Uh, real quick, at the top of the episode, I just wanted to extend uh, a quick invitation to a uh, dynasty fantasy football league that I'm trying to organize in the next few months, and I need more people. And I don't want to just ask random people on the internet. Uh, I guess you are all random people on the internet, but I would rather not go to a message message board, I guess. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, it is a dynasty format, so it's a multi-year commitment at the least. And if you are not a complete asshole, um, contact me maybe through the Instagram or through Chris on Discord is Totoro's Bang Bus. I don't really use that that often, so that'd be a good source to get in touch with me. But yeah, I'm looking for people. So yeah, thank you very much. As we explore the home scene for one Levi Strauss. Stafford. Agent Strauss. Okay. <laughs> Can't give away the joke, man. I can. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hello. Hello. Um, so last time we left Agent Strauss, he also had himself a little breakdown. Yes. Um, if you listen to Jake's episode, Jim Duffy, he had himself a... Got himself a disorder, and unfortunately, so did Agent Strauss. Yes. Um, so what are you thinking for, since, again, this was, you got this from a natural. There are, yeah. The suggested ones are amnesia, depersonalization uh, disorder, depression, disassociative identity disorder, fugues, megalomania, paranoia, and sleep disorder. So uh, those are just off, you know, if you want to come up with something else, feel free. I was kind of looking at coming with something else, but I think what makes the most sense is amnesia. Okay. Especially because, uh, I, I don't know if you went over it with Jake, but there's a lot of things in here, in the book, with, uh, when you get a disorder, mm-hmm. you can suffer an acute episode. I really like the acute episode with amnesia. Losing two plus sanity in any single role triggers amnesia. You just don't remember that. Yeah. So he's just going to start having holes in his memory. I love it. So yeah, I think Jake and I when we did the acute. I think uh, it's only really going to matter like in the dark. I kind of was planning on playing up that aspect of it. Mm. So, um, so I guess if we're going to go with amnesia, which I think is a, a perfect choice for what Strauss experienced, he doesn't want to remember it. Where do you think Strauss remembers up to, and what else is completely gone? So I. The way I was kind of thinking about it, so I was looking back over my notes, and for the most part, so what we did, we kidnapped an old man. They kidnapped an old man. Brought him into the house, and then started this ritual. Then you murdered him. Yes. Um, I'm I'm thinking that, like, that point, like, entering the house and getting things ready is where it starts to go fuzzy. Okay. And then, like, I... I Maybe this works better because Tyler actually doesn't remember. I don't. I don't remember which one of us actually did the killing, but I'm thinking like that is where there's nothing. Okay. And then it's it's you know when the ritual completes and we get back, you know I get back my sanity. That's where he comes back. Okay. 
So for him, it's it's like he. I want him to make sure that Strauss knew the plan, participated in the plan, but the actual execution is is basically called. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I love that idea. Um, and yeah. So I think we see kind of Strauss. Do you think he thinks about that moment a lot now that he's gotten back to his normal job? He's gone back to Eastern Washington. He's running uh-huh. his. I I think. You know, in the in the week or so, a couple weeks after, immediately after, it is a little more on his mind, mm. kind of ob- obsessing over it. But if we're talking longer than that or months down the line, then it sort of just blurs with this okay. military past. Okay, because it's, it's another horrible thing that happened to him. Right, and I forgot to ask Jake that about Jim Duffy, but uh, like. You guys have done a couple missions now. We established you guys are an established group before Agnes joined. So mm-hmm. I was wondering how long do you think your character would dwell on things before he pushes it off? Like a week or two, like you said? Like um, I, We haven't really set the background for what like missions they did before, yeah. so we don't know how much, like what other fucked up shit they've seen. But Well, I think this kind of goes into what I wanted to pick as the home scene for him. Okay. Because... I think it's something that's on his mind until he goes and does what I wanted to do, okay. and that's when it blurs into the rest of his life. Like it's in a, it's right there at the top of his mind until right. it's pushed down with everything else. Okay, so yeah, I think that might be where we kind of cut to. Uh, in the meantime, do you do you think he goes and visits visits his old comrade? like once and spews it out or do you think he goes multiple times when he remembers certain things and then goes and talks with him as it like as it uh as it presents itself again kind of what i'm thinking is it's like he he goes there regularly Mm -hmm. regular basis it's at least twice a month if not more right as far as how much he spits out at once i mean probably like a lot of it comes out at once okay and then you know maybe more will trickle the next time he Okay. Next time he visits. But then it's like it, a lot of it just spews out. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, so let's get into it then. So what are you explicitly doing so for your home scene? This is what I wanted to kind of pick your brain on. Okay. Because essentially what I'm thinking of as his home scene is he's – because we – I don't know what exactly you're going to do with this part, but we talked about this. This His friend is – the last member of his squad, his mm. character, is essentially catatonic. Yes. Maybe not in his brain. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. We don't, yeah. Yeah. But I think Strauss treats him like a therapist. Okay. Like talk, like talks at him. So I like the go to therapy one. Okay. Especially because what it does, it automatically reduces a bond by one. I think that. Yeah. Like the, uh, he's the only bond. So like he <laughs> treats him as a therapist, reduces the bond and. Who knows what's going on in the dude's head? Right. No, I think that I I think that works. I think it's a good idea. Um, yeah, not to, to spoil it before it happens. But. No, oh, I love it. So, okay, I think we see Strauss pull up to this long-term care facility. Um, I don't necessarily think it's like a. I don't want to say it's like a mental institution or anything like that. No. Mainly because Washington doesn't have a whole ton of those to begin with. I think we have Evergreen and like another one. So I think it's like a long-term care facility. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily like a hospice, but... Um, well, yeah. I mean, he's... I mean, and I was even looking through um, the consequences of sanity loss. Having zero sanity, one of the things is just catatonia. Yeah. Like, I don't eat without being prompted. It just needs somebody there to... Yeah. Um, put food in his mouth. 
And so I think we see you arrive at this facility. Let's say it's called uh, like Greener Pastures or something like that. I'm trying to think of a, a sanitized name for something like that. But <laughs> I mean, Greener Pastures isn't too bad. Uh, or just Green Pastures. Yeah, that works. And so I think we see you arrive. Do you think does Strauss like sweet talk the front desk people or anything like that? Like maybe he always brings some like a donut or he knows every, he goes every, like he goes on Wednesdays and that's when Shelly's working and he knows that she likes like a Frappuccino. So he brings her one or that is actually not a bad idea. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but he does visit regularly enough that I would think that he would know who's working when he would at least have an idea. So, but I don't think it's goes so far as like, a personalized thing. Okay. But he's definitely brought like donuts or yeah, as I say like donuts for the staff and it'll be like, maybe he's got like two boxes. He's got like a little six pack of donuts for like the, the front desk staff. Like he comes in, signs his name and just, you know, whoever's at the desk, let's say it's Shelly. He's like, Oh, good. Nice to see you, Shelly. Just, just here to visit Nick. Uh, here, here, this is for you guys. I kind of like awkwardly handsome. (laughs) Right. Hands him a little six pack of their all, uh, all glazed donuts. There you go. She's like, oh, you're so sweet. We, you know, it's always great to see you when you're here. Um, well, Dick, we got him, uh, he's in his room right now. We haven't taken him out yet for any sort of a walk or anything. I don't know if you want to take him for a walk oh, around yeah, the premises can, uh, or. Yeah, I can walk him out. Don't worry. I'll handle that. Okay. And she's just like, uh, all right. And she like, you know, has your stick your hand out. They put a little bracelet on you, has like a number on it so they can track. Perfect. Like they probably scan it when you enter, and then they'll scan it when you leave, just to be safe. So yeah, and track I, of who's I mean, he's he done this a million times. Exactly. It's, yeah, uh, it's no big deal. Yeah, and takes so, his other takes the other six pack of donuts, and this is going to be for like I imagine he's up on like a second floor, maybe, maybe. Well, hmm. I kind of think I, I don't. Are there multi-level assisted well, living places? There, there are, and because I've always seen like the big elevators that you uh, can, okay. like stick a wheelchair into and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Then you, kind of. I would say you probably check it on the first floor, and then you yeah, maybe go up to the yeah, second. Yeah, go but, up. Yeah, I think maybe when you on the way to the elevator, there's like a staff lobby, and you can pop in there and leave them there. Yeah, it's there like, might, there's probably two other people who are just like Strauss eh? or <laughs> Levi. How's it going? Because they don't know your name, Strauss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going, guys? Good to see you. And just dropping these off, visiting Nick. So I'm just like, oh, thanks, man. Haven't had lunch yet, and go over. You see him start pulling out napkins. I don't have too many. <laughs> and we see you get on the elevator. You hit the second button. Uh, or does he take the stairs? What do you think he does? I think he would take the stairs. Yeah, it seems like the top of the guy. stairs, you know, there's there's always going to be like a little locked, not locked, like kind of bolted railing so nobody can fall down. Yeah. Open yeah, yeah I can see that each yeah, each level you have to like have the little swinging door latch. Yep. You know? Just um, in case. No, it totally makes sense. So you get to Nick's room. We'll say his room number is uh, 207. I guess that makes sense. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like a hood. Wait, hotels do right. two second floor. Yeah, yeah. And so you uh, knock on the door. Do you just enter? What do, what do you? Um, how do you think this his I, routine I mean, with Nick is? I it's not like Nick's going to answer. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they said, they they got him up, but not out of his room. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of like uh, doors open. Okay, that um, makes sense. And they've got him seated in a chair by the window. Okay, and, and it, I mean, it's just just a big ass chair sitting by the window, and he's just. Same place you usually always find them, either in bed or in the chair. And so I think you enter into this room. Um, there's kind of a, a bed, probably has some sort of a gurney, I'm thinking, next to it to help lift him into it and out. I don't oh. know how thin of a man he is, but I'm assuming uh, he's probably pretty I, pretty I, thin since he's... Yeah, 
this point has been a couple years. Yeah. So. Uh, the, everything here is probably like a beige or off-white color. There's probably oh, a painting God, on the wall that's that gets... bolted in that you can't move. It's got like a, a forest painting or like a meadow with a, a fence. Yeah. Um, I can, I, I can, there's probably a TV. I feel like I've been there. Yeah. I can see there's like a TV on one wall, kind of like you have in a, a hotel set up, and then there's like a dresser underneath it. Um, and so you walk in and he's just kind of, he's seated in a wheelchair at the window and not, uh, he doesn't recognize or even acknowledge you as you kind of knock on the door or walk in. Um, and I think, I'm trying to think what he would look like. I'm thinking he's probably pretty gaunt, thin. He's probably, they keep his hair probably cut pretty short because that's how, and being the ex-military guy, I think most of them. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't really and say it, anything. Cleanly this stuff, yes, too. So. Exactly. Somebody's yeah. shaved him recently. Right, exactly. So he's clean shaven. His hair is cut pretty short. He's in a hospital onesie that's got like little floral, floral prints over it. Or maybe, you know, I don't know if they're going to put him in pants, but. <laughs> Probably uh, not. I don't know enough about this stuff. I'm going to be lying because I've never yeah. really been to one of these things. But I, Yeah, I imagine that he's wearing a hospital onesie. Yeah. But. He's either got scrubs on or he's got like the, yeah. the gown. It and doesn't matter a whole lot, but you see him there. There's another chair across from him, um, and you go sit down uh, next to it. Uh, yeah, if there's a chair across from him, I go sit down across from him for a second. Do you like move his chair to look at you or do you just let him continue staring out into the nothingness? I think it, at this point, and this is, so we're in 2017. Yes. Yeah, so so I mean, well, this can take place anywhere between 2017 and 2019. Well, I'm thinking so. uh, if this would be pretty recently after the last okay, mission. Yeah. And so that was in October. Yeah. So, so maybe if, if this is maybe be the beginning of 2018, I don't know if you'd wait two months, but maybe it's we could say maybe it's around Christmas time. It's yeah, early no, December. I'm thinking early December. Okay. Um, I mean, at the latest, if not yeah. like late November. Well, I, no, I think he would have uh, already had his Thanksgiving. Yeah. So he sits down. Just He could have come for Thanksgiving, visit him, and then this is him coming back. Yeah. We've, he's already established he visits him, but this is the one where he's going to yeah. unload. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he kind of sits down across from him and says, well, uh, Nick, I hear they're treating you well in here. They see they got you up. I'm sorry, a little late. I was gonna help, but uh, they're they're gonna let me push you around. Going to walk today. Kind of like looks around awkwardly. It's like ah, uh, it is getting a little cold. Uh, well, here you go. And he gets him, like takes his jacket off, and then moves over and like lifts him, you know, forward out of the chair, yeah. puts the jacket on him because he knows it's Eastern Washington. Yeah, early December. It's right. Might be a little warm, but it's probably pretty chilly right there. Yeah. It's going to get windy. It's going to get... It's good. <laughs> I mean, it's not not quite late January or February yet, so it's not horrible, but yeah. it's still still getting there. But uh, it doesn't doesn't really take a long time before he just kind of sits in silence. He's like, all right, all right, let's uh, let's let's get you up and around, moving around here. And um, I imagine they would have probably have a wheelchair in the room somewhere. Yeah, I would think so. If, if he's not sitting in, sit, seated in a wheelchair, there's probably a collapsible one that's in the yeah, corner. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. And, pull out. And he's done this this before and before. Right. If not, if anything, they would have given you one when you yeah. got there. Like there's probably one that they would like. Oh, you know, if you you could have said like, hey, I want to take him for a walk if that's okay, and they'd give you one. So yeah. We can assume yeah, there I'm, is one around. Yeah. And and I mean like he's. He no stranger to putting the wheelchair in front of him, figuring out how to like move him into there yeah. easily. Like no problem getting him in there. And then kind of wheel wheels him out of the room. Kind of goes out, 
Imagine, you know, this thing takes a left, got to go down the hallway to the, the bigger... The big uh, freight elevator. Freight elevator, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, I imagine he would have recognized some of the other patients there, even if they're... Probably. Even if they don't yeah. acknowledge them. It's people we've seen before. And I think, I mean, there's probably a mixture of long-term... There's probably some elderly folks there mm. uh, mixed in here with people who just aren't able to... Who, who aren't in control of their, their faculties and whatnot, yeah. so... Just um, an extended assisted care facility. Yeah. Okay. You might, yeah, you might walk by and just, you know, hey, Bob, hey. <laughs> it's like, Gertrude, hey, yo, Jimbo. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so hey, once you get better, I'll get the shooting range for you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see you ex- uh, kind of take the elevator down to the bottom you know, first floor. You push them out through the, I'm assuming they probably have the back as like a gated grounds, like a kind of a bigger air acreage. I, I imagine so, like a big, not, Pasture isn't the right word, right. But, but grassy yeah. area with walking paths. Exactly. And so you start, there's probably a couple other folks out there now walking around, getting their daily walks in, and we see you start to push him down this path, and so do you tell him while you're out there? Um, yeah, it's okay. like he wouldn't say anything in the facility right. and in the room, just in case. I mean, who knows? Right. Who knows who's listening? But once he starts walking around once he's out in the the pathway realizes you know nobody's within a hundred feet or so and as he's just walking he just kind of says half to himself and half to Nick just uh well I've well I've been thinking about it and I guess I guess it's I guess it happened again I I missed time again just like the cave I don't know I don't know what happened that and I didn't tell you this part about it, but, you know, more, well, what do they call it? Acceptable collateral damage. Another, another friendly. And then he tells him, like, would kind of tell him about uh, a meal. Mm-hmm. The, the total weirdo. <laughs> hey now. Yeah, well, no, come on, he's a total weirdo. Like, it seemed like a, seemed like a nice enough guy, but, you know. That's, you might, you might have seen it when I was here a couple weeks ago at, uh, Little bandage I had on. He he gave me that act, literally X right in the back. Yeah, you probably have stitches still in. Uh, yeah, about a well, month. They're probably starting to fall out. Now. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about this, like the way way it was described was like directly in the back, but yeah. like the number damage I took is more probably like a pretty deep scrape. Yeah, but you know, I was kind of still a little sore, but healing back up. So he's probably working out, trying to get the muscles back. Yeah, might be why it's you know been a while. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, talk to him a little bit about a meal, tell him, you know, we had to, you know, I wasn't there for it, but I know what happened. Mm. It's nothing we're, you know, nothing we're two strangers to, like, kind of pats him on the back as we're walking. Um, it's like, and then, you know, it's, just, it's the same thing. I know something happened, but I don't know what happened. We were another acceptable collateral damage. Found a drifter. Well, it wasn't quite a drifter. It was just like a town drunk. Yeah, no, nobody will be missed. They were going to use him, and then that's... Well, that's what we are going to do, and then it was done. And I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, kind of like, he would elaborate a little, like he needed to be, uh... Needed to be a sacrifice. Do you tell him about everything that you guys saw within the house and all, like, the... Um, the I, shit that happened? You know, I think he like would... the body in the tub and all of that? I think he maybe would have mentioned some of that already. Okay. 
like before, but you, we go, he would have gone over that in previous visits. Okay. That would, that would have been like the lead up to it. As like, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, like I just saw, you know, saw this weird shit, <laughs> heard voices, saw there was a body in a tub and a, a, an, an imprint, a silhouette on the couch. Like I can't explain any of it. But yeah, that's stuff that he would have like mentioned before, but, okay. but bringing up that like, had to kill a guy, had to purposely murder an innocent person, and then burn the house down. That is like now. Yeah. Now that he's kind of like recovered. He spent weeks trying to really like remember what the hell happened and can't. He's kind of come to terms with, ah, uh, well, one more weird shit. Uh, but then he also would bring up, uh, you know, for a, bring in, like talking about a meal. It's like, you know, for a second I thought. Emil was going to end up like you were. It was a little bit... He was saying the craziest shit. He had a weapon in his hand. Except instead of stopping, he just came at me. But, yeah. Acceptable losses, am I right, buddy? <laughs> just patch his shoulder again and keeps walking. All right, so I think... Uh, yeah, let's... All right, so we you're gonna make a luck roll here. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is it? So therapy, it's if the luck roll fails, I gain no sanity. Oh god! Yeah. So if they succeed, all right, let's. Uh, what success is it? Fifty-one or over? Or uh, fifty or under. Fifty or under. Fifty or under. Come on, twelve. <laughs> Five. Nice. Wait, no. Sorry, fifty exactly. I'm re- here. You go. I'm reading it back. Oh, I, I trust you. It's a, cool. It's a five zero and a zero. There you go. Thank God. <laughs> All right, so you re- you regain one d six sanity. Is it one d six? Yeah. Ooh. So. Oh, it says one d four, but I'll take one d six. I'm looking at the book here. We go to therapy. So really? Yeah. Go. Yeah. Where am I? You must be looking at back to nature. Oh no! There it is. Hold on. Oh, the, I was reading it. If they don't tell the therapist oh. the truth. Well, you did. Yeah, you. you yeah, you know, I. <laughs> I got to wait till I'm out, and maybe it wasn't all at once. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Let's see here. Two. Okay. I'll take, I'll take two sanity mm-hmm. back. Um. So. So two san. All right. That puts me to fifty three. All right, so going to therapy reduces a bond by one as you let it lap. But I like the idea that it reduces this bond with this guy. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, he, I, we did talk about it before that, like, maybe this dude is not actually totally catatonic right. in his brain. Um, but yeah, I have no yeah, way to know. He just hasn't isn't talking right now. Yeah. Um, Put that bond cool. down to nine. So I think we see that happen... Um, and you kind of push him around and, and get him back in there. Maybe you have lunch with him there or something like that. Yeah, you feed him his lunch or something like, like maybe, that. Yeah, maybe I brought a sandwich too yeah. or something, but they got, they've got, you know, mush or whatever they got to feed him. Yeah, whatever they do. Soft foods that um, you can make a catatonic person eat. And I think we see you get him back up to his room and you kind of do your like, well, I'll be here, you know, like yeah, next week or whatever, buddy. And you, we see the, like the lingering shot of you with your hand on his shoulder and you give him like a squeeze and then you walk out. And I think, like, our last image with him is we cut to him, and we just see him staring at that window, and we just start to see, like, a tear start to, like, come down out of his eye. Awful. Uh, maybe his, like, maybe his pupils, like, start to get a little bit wider, and then, yeah, we oh, we fade awful. out to there to 
Strauss. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be at home or at work. Uh, it's 2019 now. It's current day. Okay. Maybe we'll see something pop up in the corner, say current day. I forgot to do that with, uh, with, with Jake's. So I will have to. Gotcha. Uh, but it's current day and you get a text from an unknown number saying okay. we need to talk. And there is a photo of, it looks like a brick wall. And there is a silhouetted painting of a man, and it just says Strauss underneath it. Oh shit! Um, I'm assuming you probably do they. Do they well, I guess if it's a text, yeah. From it, so um, I, I'm in, thinking like he's at work or something. Okay, like he's he's just like counting down a register or something, yeah. and then gets this text, kind of takes a look at it, takes him a second, and then. Like he sees, you know, silhouetted person. And then when it reads Strauss, you know that triggers something. Mm-hmm. Kind of really quick, makes make sure not to freak out or anything. Kind of turns to his employees, like, "Hey, Jerry, can you finish counting down the shift here? Um, yeah, I got to take this one second. And then like goes out back. Okay. And I'm thinking we kind of went over the vague structure, but there's like a a long row of shooting ranges mm-hmm. that go out. And I'm thinking like into a hill, like probably quarry like area. Yeah. And the building, you know, before all that. But I would think you go around the side where, like, you could still hear the gunfire. Probably like the parking like, lot area? Like, well, not the parking lot area. Like, oh. around the back of the building where you can still hear gunfire pretty loud. Mm-hmm. And it's enough that, like... To any, muffle. To, like, yeah. if somebody... Somebody's got to be right there to hear this conversation. Gotcha. Okay. So he... he boop, 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 dials up the number. <coughs> waits for it to ring. And you hear a familiar voice on the other end. As Director West picks up and just is like, West here. West didn't recognize the number. Yeah, I had to uh, had to get a new number recently. Um, I, I'm um, assuming you got my text. Yeah, what's this about? She's. I don't like that name being. Uh, well, I don't like it being out there. But what I assume yeah. this is a mission. Uh, and she's kind of like a little bit of silent on one end. Um, she's like. We could call it that, yeah. I think a mission would be the smartest way to, to go about it. Um, look, there's there's one of each of you in Ellensburg, what I sent you. Four each di- of us. Four different spots around town. There's one for you, there's one for Reflux, there's one for Agnes, and there's one for Duffy. They just appeared, and I don't know why, but... How long ago? Uh, she's kind of like, she's like last week or two I, I'm not as I don't have the connections that I once did so I'm kind of getting trying to piece things together here and there but I want to get you guys together to get down there to see what's going on because this is going to personally affect you I think smart I think it, I think it will um, okay she's like have you already called the rest of them she's like I've I've waiting to hear back from them you're you're the second one I've heard back from so once I hear back from them all we'll beat up and I'll give you all the details I have. Do you have a time frame? I would say probably, hopefully in the next day or two, we'll, we'll be able to get together, but I'll keep you informed with whatever I know. All right, I'll make sure I wrap up some affairs here. I'll Smart be ready move. when you need it. Smart move. And she's like, uh, and she's just like, hey, uh, if we contact you, we never talked. I don't know if we can trust them anymore. And so I'm just trying to just be aware. I don't know if they have your best intentions, 
your your best interests in hand. All right. And she so just hangs I... up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can do... All right. Got it. Well, that's a little suspicious, but uh, he'll take that in under advisement. All right. Um, and so, yeah, I think we... Let's get into to Strauss's backstory now. So we pick up in Syria, 2011, location redacted at the bottom of the screen. If we're bringing up a movie thing here, we'll, 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 we'll continue that. Um, there's a high-pitched ringing sound that's going through Levi's head as his eyes struggle to open. He's on the ground. He's against a wall. He's not quite sure. Uh, and he's blinking a few times as he's remembering what's going on here. Something threw him against a wall. Hard. It knocked him out. But for how long, he doesn't know. He's still kind of gathering himself in this instance. That's not important to him, though. The mission is what's important. And as the ringing slowly dies away, he can hear gunfire from further on. And he also hears screams. We see him bolt upright. Uh, He does a quick check of what he's got. Uh, Still got his gun strapped to him. Still got his vest on. There's some blood and whatnot. His helmet, goggles. Uh, looks like the flashlight on the side of his uh, of his helmet. It's taking a few hits, but you know, kind of slapping it before it turns on. And we see there's probably like a little bit of like a dust dusty haze in front of him as you're hearing these sounds. These gunfires are shaking loose dust in this cave that he now realizes he's in. He sees there are bodies illuminated in the tunnel ahead of him from his light at least a dozen uh, and from where he can hear the gunfire coming these bodies are like a trail towards it we see him raise his gun and he slowly starts to you know move with purpose kind of just striding over the bodies he's not registering it at this time but as he's kind of passing over them a lot of these bodies don't have exit wounds or even blood a lot of these bodies have basically been turned completely like around. Like you could look down and he maybe he passes by one and he sees like a face staring at him, but as he gets past it he realizes the body was face down, as if something's like completely turned this thing's head around. Um and he He gets to a point now, um like there's these faces. I think maybe it's now starting to eat into him as he's like passing more and more. He's seeing all of these faces. Um, and he's trying to stop himself from like screaming. He's trying to keep it all inside because he doesn't want to let on anybody know that he's what's going on here. Uh, he needs to keep quiet because he's not quite sure what the situation is. And he needs to find his squad. That's the first thing in his head. Uh, that's when he hears a loud succession of booms that echo through the cavern that he would know come from grenades. And it's pretty tight quarters in here, right? We're in a cave that yeah. he can tell. Like, it's maybe at the most, like, 8 to 10 feet wide in some of these spaces. So it's not advisable to be throwing grenades in that small of a space. Slowly, though, the gunfire is getting louder. Uh, a single shot ricochets against a wall to his right. to see him hunker down on the corner. He waits a second, takes a quick peek around the corner uh, to his left. His flashlight settles on Fisher. 
up ahead at the T-section that facing left. Levi can't see what he's doing, um, but he's standing there completely upright, not aiming at anything. He's holding his gun relaxed in front of him, seemingly calm. Fisher fires off a single shot that digs into the cave wall too close to Levi's head for comfort. Fisher, what the fuck are you doing? Fisher doesn't respond, but he turns to Levi. His hands go loose and he drops his gun. He says something, but Levi can't hear it. It's, the, it's too far away. Levi rounds the corner and hurries close, uh, hurries to a close distance. Uh, it's only as he gets closer that he realizes that the gunfire has stopped. What? What's going on? Fisher, what is going on? Nick doesn't respond. His face is emotionless. Neutral. It takes a second, but Fisher's eyes seem to focus on Levi, like as he gets right up next to his face. Fisher's mouth begins to work slowly, but no words come out of it. Gone. They're, they're gone. Gone. The words come out in a bizarre drone, but suddenly Nick's eyes go wide, just uh, as his arms come up and start frantically grabbing at the pockets on Levi's vest for something. They're, they're gone. 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 Keep it here. We gotta keep it here. We gotta keep it here. It's, it's, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. A sound from behind him, down the way Nick was looking, suddenly fills the silence left by the lack of gunfire. A heavy sound like something being dragged. Or maybe it's gurgling. Or maybe both. Whatever it is, something is moving in the dark from further in. Despite his flashlight, Levi can't see anything. But he starts to smell... Salt water? It's... But you're in Syria, there's no... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of seas around where you guys are at in central Syria. Nick, Nick, stop. Hey, what, stop that. What are you, what, where is everybody? What are you doing? Uh, Levi tries to bat away Fisher's hands from the, at the same time as he's trying to get a read on what's going on in the cavern. Gone. Oh, gone. I have to keep it here. We have to keep it here. Fisher manages to get what he's grabbing for. A grenade. Hey, stop that. Too late. Fisher pulls the pin out and tosses the grenade only a few feet away on the ground against a wooden support beam for the cave. Shit! Shit! Run! Run! Levi grabs Fisher and drags him back to the tunnel. Fisher, he doesn't resist, but he moves so slowly he almost needs to be dragged. A few seconds later, there's a loud BOOM from behind them, followed by the sounds of a cave-in. Fisher had gotten lucky from the sound of what would be coming was entirely closed off now. We see... I think we see Levi kind of wake up from that. <gasps> Maybe it's still a current day as he's kind of reliving... Do you think he dreams about this often? Like, before he goes on a mission, does he always have I, this I kind of reoccurring say, dream? I, I think this would be the next time he wakes up after the phone call. I think, yeah, that makes sense. It, like, triggers it. Um... That's the last mission he went on before Delta Green found yeah. him. And so I think, yeah, I think you would get out of that. Maybe it's the same thing of you and Nick are in a medical hospital in Syria somewhere. And someone in military garb approaches you. So do you think Delta Green sent you on this mission? Or do you think this is what you saw something there and they recruited you I after? I think he's recruited after. Okay. But this mission is unbeknownst to him a Delta Green mission. Yeah. And so like, I, yeah. like he is his team was used as 
uh, an asset upon like a cover. Yeah. Basically, if they had accomplished their mission first, nothing bad would happen. Yeah. But something goes wrong. So, and I think that is where we kind of see you're there with like a medical or not, but like army superior, like in a room. It's just the two of you. And he's kind of talking to you about the mission and trying to get the details of everything going on. Um, and he's just like, okay, tell me all the details of you remember what you saw. I didn't see much. Um, we went in. We are told it was simple. Uh, eliminate targets. Uh, started a small firefight. And pretty soon after that, uh, something hit me. My head hit the wall. And I, I don't know how much time I lost. Okay. After that is when I woke up. I don't know how much time had passed. I went forward, found bodies. So I found Fisher. Uh, and then he threw the grenade and I pulled us out of there. Okay. And there's kind of a. He's like, well, I think it's, uh, it's best that we talk to you about. You almost died for us, so we probably should give you the consideration of what we wanted to talk to you about and why you were actually there. You see him kind of like look over actually there. He's kind of like looking at the things, making sure like checking the mirrors and whatnot. And he gets up and like locks the door and comes back and sits down. Uh, and he proceeds to explain to you what really what's going on there, why you guys were sent there. Um, and I think a lot of it's foreign to you. You just, you're understanding the words like cult and they, you know, like, you hear some vaguely other weird terms that I don't think you're able to really process at this yeah. point. And I think at some point you'd be like, wait, stop, stop. Just... Only Fisher and I made it out. You're the only ones alive that we can confirm. Can you tell me we at least helped? Was this... Is this going to save people? We believe so. We believe it will. Um, we're going to have to did, go... Did our mission save And he's like, well... Uh, like I said, I hope so. We're going to have to go excavate and make sure that whatever was there is fully dead. But blowing the tunnel up was a smart move if it went that south. So we appreciate it. And that's all I need. And then, so there's like kind of a pause. It's like, if you're uh, if you're interested in this line of work again, we can pay you pretty well. Um, and he just slides over a card with a green triangle on it and a number. He's like, give us a call. If you've uh, survived it this round, maybe you can do it again. And then he just gets up and walks out. And I think we and probably I'm fade out with, like... Looking at the card. Yeah. 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 Um, well, there we go. Well, thank you for giving us a little bit of background on Strauss. Yeah. We got your home scene. And uh, we'll see Strauss in, in uh, uh, campaign two. We'll have more, uh, probably more amnesiac moments. <laughs> Blackout more time. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening. Just wanted to get that out of the way real quick. I also just wanted to say if you guys uh, could maybe give us a like a rate or review or a follow on social media, that'd be fantastic. Basically, the higher rating or more reviews we have on those uh, podcast platforms, the higher that algorithm will push us up so more people will see. 
Uh, we are pretty casual about it, but we do want to grow more. And the uh, Instagram is uh, pretty much the main source of our social media. We're trying Hive, I think, but there's a lot of porn on there. So we don't really – it's kind of weird. Uh, but the Instagram is at Chaos Engine Pod. Um, so yeah, if uh, you guys could just spread the word a little bit, that'd be fantastic. Tell your game group, tell your friends, if anybody would maybe even kind of be interested in it. It's worth uh, giving us a shout. So thank you very much. See you.